0: You gotta take
1: This is Top 10 Thursdays, the T3. I am your host, Sean the Bomb. Joining me as always are... John Otney. Colin Wesman. <laughs> and Matt Carstens. This week we are talking about sports. As Seattle natives, we grew up... <laughs> I'm going to stop talking like that now. <laughs> we grew up uh, watching the Mariners. You know, we're all huge fans of our uh, Seattle team here. Our baseball team. I think more than any sport, we all like baseball, and uh, we had the special privilege of being the first games in Major League Be- uh, baseball, baseball, <laughs> Major League baseball this week. Uh, with a uh, with not two- that
2: anyone uh, knew about it or watched it, yeah. or and anywhere else in the country except here.
1: Yeah, I, uh, the next day. Uh, so we pl- we played our, our home or open- away opener, the season opener. In uh, in Japan, we played two games, and uh, the next the next day after the first game, I was watching ESPN in the sandwich restaurant, and this guy was straight up, you know, I wouldn't even watch the athletics and the Mariners play if they're playing in my backyard.
2: <laughs> Which
1: I is, went
3: on, I went onto the ESPN website like the next day and they had nothing on it. Totally got shafted. Yeah,
2: seriously,
1: being it, a Mariner fan is not easy work.
2: It was blacked out. In Oakland. People in Oakland could not watch it.
1: They could watch the second
2: game, couldn't they? Yeah, I think so. But still, like the first game of the year, they, you can't even watch it. Not that they have that many fans. Yeah, you, can, you can complain about being a Mariners fan, but being an A's fan, that's <laughs> even uh, worse. Yeah. At least we have money. And <laughs> money that we don't <laughs> a know how to use. A good stadium. A
4: good stadium. Our team isn't mm-hmm. going to leave us in a year or two.
2: Not that we know what that feels like at all or anything. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, enough about, enough about the Sonics. Market.
4: Let's uh, get on to our first topic.
1: Uh, well, we have to tell people what we're doing
4: first. Oh, yes, that would be a good idea.
1: So the season has technically started, but we've gone back to spring training. So we're, we're, what we're doing this week is we're calling this our our top ten reasons to be excited about the 2012 Mariners season, which has technically begun, and we're already playing 500 ball. Oh, is- Yeah. I guess an improvement for us after three terrible seasons. And I guess two thousand nine wasn't that bad. All it was, it
4: was fun. Say. We were over five hundred. We were like eighty, eighty five wins. It you know, a, a team's bad when you're looking at eighty five win. Like, oh, that was a great year. <laughs> That's so great. We were in third place <laughs> out of four.
1: Yeah, but look what happened after that. It was like our, our most beloved player ever. <laughs> I I don't even know how to. That still hurts talking about Griffey's end of his career. That is, Oh, that, like when he
3: fell asleep? Yeah,
1: like <laughs> falling asleep outside of the dugout during a game.
2: I like when you say outside of the dugout. It makes me feel like he's like in foul territory. <laughs> <laughs> they like <laughs> called Griffey in, and he like walked out, and he just
4: curled up and took a nap. He's like warming up, but he just dozes off.
1: Uh, and then last year with the worst losing streak in franchise history. It's, it's been hard to be a Mariner fan uh, in this forensic rebuilding era, which I, I believe we're officially an era at this point.
3: Oh, that stank! I would agree oh. with that.
2: <laughs> <laughs> so, on to our, well, have we told them what we're doing yet?
1: Yeah. Ten reasons to be excited. Somehow excited. <laughs> of the 2012 Mariners Major League Baseball season.
2: Well, uh, let's start out with uh, one thing that might get us excited if he hadn't gotten injured already.
0: Here's the pitch on the way, and a swing and a drive into right center field, and flying over there on the run, reaching out to one-hand the ball. That man gets the flying things. That's his second fine catch tonight. Outrunning that sinking line drive in right center field, Franklin Gutierrez.
2: And that's, the, of course, the late, great Dave Niehaus on the call. Um, Will Franklin Gutierrez be effective at all if he comes back? And we are hoping and we are, you know, being positive in this podcast. So I think he will be. Sean?
1: Okay, so he spent last season uh, with – leaky butt syndrome and <laughs> couldn't play at all. God, you
2: guys are so
3: immature. <laughs> it's like we can't mention Franklin Gugniel well once without, it. oh, it looks like he's going to poop his It's just, just Sean. Every time
4: know. last season we brought up Frank Liguier, it's, Sean's got to nice. make a poop joke. It's anyway, a so,
1: so he comes to spring training this season, he hits a dinger, and then he immediately like dislocates his boob muscle. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, no. What are you, five years old? <laughs> Class it up, Shane. Class it
1: up. I don't know why tragedy surrounds Franklin Gutierrez, uh, who we call Death to Flying Things here in Seattle. But he was, uh, in 2009, he was a player we were all very excited about because he was so good defensively, and he was pretty great offensively as well.
2: Quite a few diggers. Yeah, he had 18 home runs.
1: And we haven't had reason to give up hope on him yet because there's always been these other reasons that things have been terrible for him I think there's still this this faith that Gutierrez if he somehow isn't injured or sick or on the toilet he can come and be the, the great center fielder we all know he is or at least was
2: and I to me it just feels like there's always a good excuse there's always something in the way there's you know the first year he was bad 2010 we didn't really know and then then we got the word of the of the stomach issues and we still didn't know and then he came back It's funny cuz he comes back 2011 he's got the lowest body fat percentage on the team you know it's like the first year anyone's ever beat out Ichiro and of course spring training is like oh it's great it's a great thing you know he's he lost a bunch of weight he's great he's really in shape you know it's awesome But, you know, little do we know that it's not a good thing (laughs) because he's (laughs) – (laughs) Because he hits a ball. It doesn't leave the infield. (laughs) So – and then they finally diagnose it. But, you know, once you're in the middle of playing 162 baseball games, it's hard to work out every day. It's hard to gain strength back. So he couldn't couldn't do that. It's hard to even eat, right? Yeah, exactly. I mean, look at Jose Lopez and Carlos Silva eating double-doubles every day. Well, you know, I think he's got something called a metabolism, but um, where was I going with this? So it's just, we finally get to this year. We got it. We got it all diagnosed. It's irritable bowel syndrome. He's been working all off season, putting on muscle. He's got his diet under control. And I guess, you know, something that happens when you put on 25 pounds of muscle in three months is, and probably don't stretch that much. Rip, so his pec rips and back to the drawing board. But thankfully, I didn't need surgery. Thankfully, he's resuming activities today, as of the thirty first, and hopefully, in a couple weeks, he'll be back in the lineup. And I can't imagine that much of his muscle has gone away over the last few weeks. So mm-hmm. hopefully, he's been able to, you know, sustain some of that strength. So I, I, I have a feeling that. Unlike last year when he came back from the DL, this time he's, he's still going to be strong. Because when I watched him last year, it wasn't like he couldn't hit. He was hitting. He was being patient. He was being selective. It's just every time he hit it, it died at 200 feet instead of 300 feet. I mean, I, I really like, I'd go, oh, you know, that's gone. Uh, and then it was just a fly out. But, you know, he's still hitting it on the nose. You know what I mean? Yeah. So that is that. And let's move on to our next topic, uh, Jesus Montero. Jesus Montero was obviously acquired in the Michael Pineda trade, and that's looking better and better every day with Michael Pineda on the DL today. Did you guys see that?
4: I didn't. Yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah Michael Pineda it's was totally sucking. Yeah, totally suck. I feel so bad for him. He's He was in tears after the game. He was getting booed off the field. It's the worst place to have that. Seriously. God and he got an MRI after the game, and he is now on the DL with shoulder tendonitis. So, But we got this back in return.
0: Swing and a fly ball deep into the gap in right center field. Chris going back. Goodbye baseball. Welcome to Seattle. Jesus Montero, an opposite field home run. Right center here in Phoenix montero with his first home run in the mariner uniform here in game one of the spring and it's now the mariners seven and the a's one and it's already how about this their fourth home run of this game
2: thanks to rick riz on the call um hopefully we hear that a lot more this season
0: i
1: hope so uh in seattle it's been a long time since we've had some exciting offense i I mean Look at someone like Franklin Gutierrez. He's good offensively, but he's amazing defensively. And I feel like that's a way you could describe a lot of the players uh, that we've been seeing these past few years. Casey Kochman. And, and with Montero, <laughs> we've got the opposite. We've got someone who is supposedly very offensively talented and, and defensively he's kind of a mess. Uh, but we have, I think, our first real candidate for a long-time DH since Edgar left. And that's crazy. That's so exciting.
2: It is exciting, and it's it's exciting from a different standpoint as far as people say, I mean, we're done with, I guess, the Carl Everett's and the <laughs> Jose Vidro's and the, you know, go on down the list and the Kingervy Juniors. I mean, you always think of DH as an old position, but like, I mean, this is a little bit different than Edgar since Edgar was like 27 when he kind of took over the DH role and Jesus Montero's 21. And hopefully he can still catch, and, and the plan is to ease him in a little bit this year, but...
4: How much is he going to catch this year? You think? They
2: say that he's, like, the third catcher. He'll catch 40 games, maybe. Mm-hmm. I mean, just kind of ease him, which isn't a bad idea because, I mean, his bat's ready. We can use his bat. I get, you know, he knows he's kind of a DH, I think.
4: It seems weird to me for a, it a is regular re- DH that catches every once in a while. I've never... Yeah, it is I can't weird. I not think of any other players. It, don't
2: it is weird, and, and I mean, he, he must be... That bad if they really don't want to use him. But I think, yeah, from everything I've heard from Mariners, and of course they're going to say this is that, you know, he looks good, and I mean, uh, what's his name, Miguel Olivo? Oh yeah, his contract's up at the end of the year, and you know, hopefully him and Jaso can you know be the only two catchers next year. But I mean, I think it's a it's a good idea. He's young. We want his bat in there right away, so. It's gonna. I think it'll work out well.
1: I hope so. The Yankees <laughs> seem real pissed that we got him. That's got to be a good sign, right?
2: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of. It was kind of funny on both sides of the of the trade. Fans were pissed. Like our fans were, our fans that were pissed were pissed because we're giving up Pineda, and Yankees fans were pissed because they're giving up Montero. And I think it, that's kind of a a clouded view that fans have, because you fall in love with prospects, except for Colin, who doesn't even know any prospects. <laughs> but, I mean, you know, fans... doesn't matter until you get to the major
4: leagues, is what I'm saying.
2: I know, and it doesn't, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. that's a thing people hear, you know, not even people that follow the minor leagues that thoroughly, you still hear, you know, stats and what he did in the minors, and, and you hear him coming up, and you even, you know the The main announcers talk about it every every day on the on the TV and the radio, and you fall in love with these guys even though you've never seen them, and so it's it's a uh, it's just one of those things where you fall in love before you even know, and then you trade them, and then you're mad. But I mean, I mean, as much as I loved Pineda, I love the deal just because it had to be done, and especially now you see that young pitchers are very risky and. Uh, it's it's scary to to build your staff around young pitching because they can come into camp fat and I mean I heard that Pineda didn't even throw this winter, which is weird yeah, <laughs> since you're a pitcher. But <laughs> I mean you lose velocity and you're done. It happens all the time. So, John, you have anything to say?
3: No, I just like pissing off the Yankees. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's always good we got
3: no AC too never forget
2: and never forget the man that looks like he's he's worried all the time and I guess the next thing I want to talk about is not so much one player in spe- in uh, specific but in particular in particular that's the, that's the word I'm looking for I never talk this much in my life Yeah. so <laughs> neither do I when we do these podcasts
4: <laughs> like this is the most I've ever talked <laughs> yeah
2: and so uh, I think I just want to talk about some young players.
0: Their pitch swung on. There's a drive into left, center field and going back over the head of Kane to center fielder. Here comes one run around, and right behind him is Olivo. The throw to the plate will not be in time. Olivo slides in right at the feet of Pujara, and the Mariners lead it four to nothing. Olivo really reading that ball well. Ron
2: Faylor. Ron Fairley, you're an idiot. That was uh, Saunders hitting the ball, who he failed to <laughs> mention in that highlight. Uh, people like Saunders, I mean, he's not, I feel like he's a veteran by now, but, I mean, he's young, he's still got one more year to kind of prove himself. Seeger, Casper Wells, you know, who else? I mean, the, the, I feel like there's there's all these young players that got their experience last year, and I feel like, you know, Jay Buners had to come Adam Dunn's had to come from somewhere. You know what I mean? These you know, not stars, but players that aren't horrible. Yeah.
1: <laughs> and I'm I'm most excited out of those out of that group, uh, to see how Michael Saunders does. Because with with Goot injured, he's kinda got this, this free shot to, to prove himself. Mm-hmm. And I know he's had all these personal problems and all sorts of issues in his Uh, career is mostly minor league career thus far Uh, but it sounds like he's changed his swing and he's a better hitter than ever and he's always been alright defensively and I would really like it uh, after everything that Michael Saunders has been through to, to see him join the team as a productive player. It
2: would be perfect because you need a center field and left field and safe go. He's a left handed bat. He's got some power. If he could just put it all together I mean, he's like Jay Buner with better defense. I mean, maybe not forty home runs, but if he could hit twenty home runs, if if one player could just hit twenty home <laughs> runs, <laughs> it's not Miguel. It, it, he came. was the
4: last time that happened? We had a twenty. Was, a, it, was in, it was Branion. It was In Two thousand nine, two
2: thousand. well, two thousand ten. But I don't think he had twenty home runs for us. Yeah, because he came into the middle of the year. Yeah, it was two thousand nine. Branion had thirty one, and he didn't even play out. All six months. Played like four and a half months and hit 31 home. God, that was awesome. (laughs) That was fun. And they were all super majestic. Oh, God. So majestic.
1: Towering, I believe, is the word.
2: (laughs) Majestic's a good word. So next, my man crush, my favorite mariner currently. I saw his first hit against Roy Oswalt. It was magical. And I'm looking forward to many more of these.
0: The 1-1 pitch. Swung on fly ball deep into center field. Going and going. Goodbye baseball. That will fly, fly, fly away. Dustin Ackley with the Mariners' first run of the season. The first home run of the year. Straightaway center field here in the Tokyo Dome. And the Mariners lead the A's one to nothing.
2: That was awesome.
0: It's pretty good. <laughs> and it wasn't all that he did that night either.
2: It wasn't. No. Wait for it.
0: The right handers 1-0 swing in a line, drive a in the center field of base hit. Ryan will score from third. Dustin Ackley with an RBI single here in the eleventh. And the Mariners lead the A's two to one.
4: I it's, fun think, to, it's fun to hear such a large crowd cheering for the Mariners. It's been a while. <laughs>
2: that is that was I think that was one of the most exciting things about the Japan series. <laughs> Sold out crowd. Sold oh, out crowd. What do these
4: look like? I forgot. With
2: with a brass section.
1: So Dustin Ackley, he's this this little boy that we done rose up out of <laughs> North Carolina or South Carolina, one of the two. North. And uh we made him into a, a simple man and Came up last year, and he was great. He was one of the best players on the team. And this year, he's looking even better. He's looking stronger.
4: More
2: bearded up. More, more, bearded. more bearded up. His <laughs> face looks fatter, which is... I feel like that's a good thing. I mean, he does... I like the way either Dave Cameron or, or, or Jeff Sullivan put it. He looks... He doesn't look like a 14-year-old girl anymore. <laughs> I mean, he looks like he put on some pounds, which is good. Because, you know... The last two years for him, he never really got a break. He was playing year-round, transitioning to second base, and now he finally got a full regular offseason to put on some muscle. And And like they say, he's, he's going to have sneaky power. He's not a big guy, but he knows exactly where the ball's coming, and he's going to hit it as hard as he can. So, you know, I don't think it's out of the question that he'll hit 20 home runs either this year or in the next few years.
1: Yeah, that home run we listened to him hit, that was to center field. That was –
2: Four hundred and thirty seven feet. Yeah,
1: like as big as you can get. It's awesome. He's becoming the complete package, as I think
3: Moneyball would put it.
2: (laughs) John? He's my favorite player.
3: I think he's an outstanding young gentleman that's gonna go far. (laughs) And apparently we made him into a simple man, as you said in your introduction, John. Is that because is that his walk up music? Yeah, that's his walk up music.
2: (laughs) Perfect. I'm just going to keep tossing to like, you because I feel like if I don't, you won't speak.
3: Probably not.
2: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, next we have Ichiro. And I think on the official list, it was him hitting third. But in a bigger universe, I think just him hitting would be nice.
0: Here's the pitch. Kerps one on. Line right past Blevins into center field for a hit. Ackley running third, heading home. Left throw to the plate is cut off by Rosales. Ackley scores. Throw to second. Ichiro on a run down. Over to Weeks. Weeks runs him towards second. He puts the tag on Ichiro. But Dustin Ackley scores from second. And it's now the Mariners three. And the Oakland A's one.
1: That's the weirdest sense I've ever heard you say. Just Ichiro hitting will be nice. <laughs>
2: oh, and I take that back. I mean, he did hit last year, but, you know, obviously it wasn't up to our normal Ichiro standards. And it, it's amazing the difference between 315 and 271. It's, I mean, it's kind of
4: hard to notice for me. I don't know. Yeah.
2: I don't think you watched as many games as I That's that true. You. I didn't watch that much last year.
4: <laughs> gave up pretty early.
2: But, on. um... It's just the fact that you know, it's like every year you kind of cross your fingers that it, he's going to continue, and I think he will bounce back this year. I don't, I don't think it's possible for him to hit as many weak ground outs as he did last year. I think he kind of knows. I think it took him that year of losing a step to change, and not necessarily hit forty home runs, but but change enough to where, you know, he. He's not going to... I mean, I always feel like Ichiro hits to the situation. Like, you know, in his first two at-bats there, he, he had infield hits. There were classic Ichiro. One chopper over the pitcher, he beat it out. Another one he lined, you know, into the, into the shortstop hole, you know, really weakly and beat it out. But when there's runners on base, you know, he grounded hard up the middle, base hit, and then he lined another one up the middle. I feel like if he knows he can get an RBI, he's not going to, you know, he's not going to try to get an infield hit. And I just feel like he's talented enough to the point where, you know, he can, he can hit to that situation.
1: And I think watching him hit four singles in the first game of the season, it's it, good. It, it makes it pretty it's clear pretty that Ichiro may not be the what he was 10 years ago, but he's not done, not yet.
2: Exactly. I mean, it's, it's hard to, sustain a hall of fame level offense but i feel like he can still be above average Mm -hmm. and i just hope that well because i mean last year he batted over 300 in april and then dipped down and he said himself that he even when he was doing that he didn't feel comfortable and so i i hope that this isn't just i mean we're talking about two games so it's not keep having to tell myself that. Every year I have to tell myself, Oh, it's just two games. I mean, it's hilarious listening to sports radio the day after one game and everyone's like, Oh, Sean Figgins Oh, he's terrible, you know It didn't take one game to get people to say that. (laughs) Well yeah, but I mean, you know what I mean? It's it's just everyone needs to relax. You know, calm down a little bit. But you know it's hard to do that.
4: When you have nothing
2: better to do when you have nothing better to do. Which is most of uh, sports radio. Which I guess we're trying to emulate right now. And uh soundboard. <laughs> what?
1: I wish I had a soundboard.
2: <laughs> I wish you had one all the time.
3: <laughs> What's that supposed to be?
1: Oh, uh, uh, that's a missile firing <laughs> into an island and exploding.
2: An island. So I uh, that was
3: supposed to be a mariner's so. <laughs> thing.
0: I don't have someone a, exploding. I don't, I don't have a It could be.
2: Now. It could be a. It could be a smoke bomb.
0: Here's a ball hit to left. Tag smoke watches it go and it is out of here. A home run for Justin Smoke leading off the seventh inning. He goes the opposite way against Bartolo Colon, and Smoke comes around and touches the dish here at the Tokyo Dome. And the Mariners are on the board.
2: And that was, of course, Justin Smoke. I hope he's good.
1: Well, I think when you think back to to last season and, and watch Justin Smoke play uh, for the first few months, it seemed like he had arrived. You know, he was yeah. he was the offensive center of our team practically, and then he got bogged down with injuries.
4: It seems well, like just it, one injury, wasn't it? Well, he hurt thing. he
2: hurt one thumb. Then he hurt the other thumb, oh, so then he good. had two bad thumbs. <laughs> and then he got hit in the face, yeah. <laughs> or you know, and his dad died before that. and It was just a whole bunch of crap. And he, I mean, and he was he denied it, yeah. But then
4: later he's like, "Oh uh, no, that actually, was per- affecting me." <laughs>
2: and I can imagine if you have two broken thumbs, you can't hold a bat very well. It's pretty, yeah. And when you do that, you thumbs know, pretty handy. You get, I know we're we're gifted with these. It separates us from the apes. <laughs>
1: <laughs> my, I think my pun just flew right over you guys.
4: Yeah, face. I know. What, what. Say that again.
1: Thumbs are pretty handy. No, I got
4: that. How could I not get that? Because you didn't laugh out loud. I don't know. I can't laugh at every stupid joke you make.
1: Other, sorry. <laughs> sorry that I was so infinitely clever.
2: Yeah. yeah, yeah. But I, I'd say that <laughs> this is one of the most important things this season. I mean... We finally have a first baseman. I mean, for that two months last year, I was like, okay, this is how we're going to win. We're going to be like the Padres. We're going to be super crappy, except we're going to have one guy that's hella good, like Adrian Gonzalez was. And we're going to play good defense in a big park. And, you know, Justin Smokes going to hit an RBI double or a home run every game. And then then that's how we'll win. And And then he started sucking, and then we started sucking as a result.
4: Except the Padres didn't win their division that year.
2: But they were good. They were close. They were close. They were in it. They were competing. Yeah. Well.
1: Yeah, Smoke's part of our our trinity of young players that are awesome. That are awesome, hopefully. it'll be really
0: exciting to see him perform well this
2: season. I am looking forward to it. Almost as much as I'm looking forward to, what, the fourth consecutive year of this
0: Felix looking for his first strikeout. He delivers, swing, and a missed strike three, and he got it. He strikes out Seth Smith. That'll end the bottom of the first inning. A's leave Jamile Week stranded at third base. So Felix Hernandez, strikeout number one this year.
2: And that was the opening inning in Japan versus Oakland, and it was awesome. And Felix, I feel like everyone always says, oh, well, Felix wasn't quite, didn't quite have all his stuff that night, but I can never tell. I'm always like pretty
4: great. Looks today, pretty man. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's safe to say that Felix is kind of the one thing that's gotten us through these last few years. He's always really exciting to watch.
2: Seriously, I mean, it's always Happy Felix Day. It's yeah. always a it's always a holiday. We got
4: the Kings court out in uh, left field.
2: To bring the the few
4: rowdy fans we have <laughs> in Seattle.
2: I think they're all Sounders fans except for Sean.
4: Yeah, that Makes sense. Fuck <laughs> the Sounders.
2: <fans. laughs> Whoa. <laughs> We don't know who's listening to this, soccer fans. Yeah, I don't care
1: about them. Uh, but, God, I love Felix. If Dustin Ackley's is your guy's favorite player. Felix is mine. He's like a
4: lovable baby boy.
2: I mean, i definitely say Felix is my favorite player, and he's <laughs> been my favorite player. What did you say? He's like a lovable baby boy. Well, what was it on the list? Officially, it was like, uh, it was like a leaner, Felix, meaner king. a thinner king. <laughs> I was like, what does that mean? Because he lost some weight. Yeah, but everyone loses weight. You can't. That doesn't mean anything. He's looking thin, man. Yeah, he's, he's always everyone's thin, looking man. thin he's at the got beginning. His big pants, except for Kevin Millwood. He's We're talking about him now. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen pictures of him? No. He looks
4: so fat. I haven't heard or seen like anything about him.
2: Well, I've got a treat for you. Okay.
0: Here's the 3-2 offer and a swing and a miss by Hermita strike 3. And that is strikeout number eight for Kevin Millwood tonight. The old guy still has it in that right arm.
2: He still has it in that right arm, and in that gut. He looks like a like a softball player. It's hilarious. Like I guess he's It just he looks like the white Carlos Silva. I don't know. Maybe I'm exaggerating. I I just like it's funny how it's, I'd say ninety percent of baseball players look like athletes. You know, 10% don't. <laughs> and I feel like that's a bad reputation for the sport, but.
4: It's kind of cool. Too. It's, yeah, I also di- like it. We're diverse. You know, we diverse. accept
2: people of all shapes. I size. mean, if you're good, you're good. I mean.
1: It's, it's really fun to have, like, CeCe Sabathia be. He is so fun. One of the greatest <laughs> athletes playing today.
2: Like, even Prince Fielder. Babe Ruth, man. Yeah, the greatest. But I mean, the in modern era, even Prince Fielder, he's fat, but he looks in shape. You know what I mean? I don't know if that makes any sense. Because he has a beard. Maybe, but I, don't, <laughs> yeah, I just yeah, feel he like he's got the muscles in the arms. Yeah, he's got muscles. I feel like For he's a pro wrestler. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> exactly, John. But Cece Sabathia, like his gut is so <laughs> huge, like he slings that left arm across his body and is. Like, his gut goes over his pants. Like, Prince Fielder doesn't do that. It's just like, just like there. I feel like it's hard. It's like rock hard gut. <laughs> but CeCe's just like waving around. Okay, we got off a little we're talking about Kevin. We were Millwood. talking about Kevin Millwood. <clears throat> Kevin Millwood to me is Adam Kennedy of last year. I could not care less. <laughs> I do not care. He's not going to be here past July He's just wasting space. I'd rather have Iwakuma in the rotation. He's much more interesting. But that's just me. I'm just
4: about having an old guy that's been on like every team, you know? <laughs> yeah, you that's have cool. one guy that people know.
2: I just don't care. I, I cared much more about Adam Kennedy than I care about Kevin Millwood. Because he was a professional. Leader.
3: Why you is can't. Kevin Millwood on this list?
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I, just didn't... <laughs> I didn't put it on there. I didn't put it on I feel yeah. like
3: I haven't even seen him like play since he was with the Texas Rangers, and that was what like
2: ten years nine ago? or something.
3: <laughs> Did he even play? In he was like
4: on the,
2: the last Orioles
3: last
4: year.
2: He was on the no. He was on the Red Sox minor league team. I feel so, like, like he
3: just keeps getting signed and then dropped and signed. Like, yeah. no and then, one then really he pitched for the shit. Rockies. He's last just passing him around, so sort of like Jack Dust. Pretty unexciting.
2: Yeah, very unexciting. Okay, I'm done talking. Didn't about I hear Jack
3: Cust is a Yankee now?
2: Uh, he signed a minor league contract.
4: Oh yeah, that makes sense. But
2: he's uh, I think he's insurance in case uh, in case Raul Labanyas doesn't work out. Which is on the Yankees. Jack Cust, yeah. No, Raul oh Raul, yeah Raul Labaniz. He's their DH. I didn't know that. Or Jorge retired. Left fielder. Raul. So bad. <laughs>
1: That's what happens when we take the Jesus
0: away.
2: On a lighter note, let's talk about our good friend Ken Levine.
0: Swing high, fly ball into deep center field, away back, and gone! Nope. Yeah, gone. Yeah, A home gone. home run. Left center field off by Ben He stopped at second, and I'm thinking, why? But no, that's gone. His first major league home run, and it is five nothing in favor of the Mariners.
2: Ken Levine is by far my uh, favorite radio announcer other than Rick Riz. I mean, he's hilarious. He's got the best stories. He, of course, wrote two of my favorite all-time sitcoms as well as Colin. <laughs> I mean...
1: What? I'm, I think he writes better than
4: Colin.
2: I would say he writes better than. I wasn't you, saying yes. he writes better. <laughs> I was saying. What?
3: What's
1: it He said he wrote two of my favorite sitcoms as well as Colin. Oh. <laughs> yeah, what
2: the hell
3: are you talking about? He has oh, written Ken, of my favorite.
2: Maybe John doesn't do you know. know Ken Ken, Levine? Do you know Ken Levine, John?
3: Like the gang guy?
1: No, that's Ken Levine.
2: <laughs> <laughs> he made Bioshock. Same name, He's amazing. Spelled the same way. No, I have on, Ken, Levine Ken Levine was a writer on Cheers and Frasier, and okay. The Simpsons, and The Simpsons,
4: and oh, other good shows.
2: And Ash. he is also one of the Mariners' radio announcers. Oh, he—they brought him on last year, you know, in in lieu of uh, Dave Niehaus, and because he used to work with Dave Niehaus back in the day, and. And so you know the cast of characters they brought on to uh to replace Niehaus, and he is hilarious. He I wouldn't say he's even that good of an announcer. I just love him as a character. He's he's hilarious. Like like he one of my favorite highlights. I couldn't find it, but he goes, "If I had a catchphrase, I'd use it right here." <laughs> yeah, you know? yeah. He may-
4: I want to listen to the radio just to hear him because he's like. One of my favorite people, really. <laughs> I just love reading his blog. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm a, I'm, a, I'm an aspiring TV writer, and I just get so many great tips just from reading his blog. And he's uh, quite an accomplished TV writer.
2: I just love how he got into the business. Like, I, I, you know, you, have you ever read that post? I don't think so. He either. talks about, oh, I just wanted to do it, you know, so I went, I took a tape recorder and... Went to the very top of Dodger Stadium and just started started doing it, and all of a sudden, you know, a couple of years later, I sent some tapes in and got it, you know, got a job.
1: times. In defense of that call, I remember watching Trayvon's first. Yeah, time. he he did like stop at second base and look around all confused. Yeah, I mean it was confusing. It was a weird moment. It was a weird first home run.
2: <laughs> <laughs> kind of ruining it, but. You know.
1: Uh, I don't know, does this really make the list?
2: No, it's just Probably fun not, to talk about. Yeah. Yeah, I, think I, I haven't even been going through the list, I Neither forgot. Have I. Oh, lovely. Uh, well, that's usually what you do, Sean, I'm kind of new to this hosting thing.
1: Well, let's just keep it moving and hopefully uh, we'll figure it out as we keep going.
2: Alright, well, do you want to talk about, well, I guess we can knock two two birds with one stone with this uh, with this clip. This is uh, I'll introduce this. This is it can't possibly be as bad as last year.
0: Here's the stretch and the one two to Carp check swing strike three is called on the inside corner and the ball game is over. The A's blank the Mariners tonight by a score of two to nothing to win the final game of the 2011 season.
2: Oh God, uh, booze. <laughs> I didn't hear those boos the first time I listened to that clip. That's pretty funny. That's pretty heartless. Like, you know, the season's over. It should be like a... <sighs> I probably would have booed. Yeah. Fuck you, Mariners. Fuck you. Do this to me. Again. I just feel like if you bought a ticket to go to that game, what do you...
1: What do you... you went to that game to send a message. Yeah. And that was the message you wanted to send. Yes. <laughs> Loud and clear,
2: Mariner fans. And that's... It can't be as bad as last season is something I've been saying for three years, so I don't feel comfortable saying it. I mean, every year you hear the sabermetricians and they say, you know, the Mariners are going to regress to the mean. No one could possibly have a historically that bad of an offense every, you know, that this year. No, then, we, then we're then we just worse than the. I remember saying that about 2009. I remember saying, all right, you know, our offense was really, really bad in 2009, but we still won 85 games. So it's got to regress up, so then we'll be even better. But no, it didn't work. Does that make
4: but sense? Regress up?
2: Well, I just mean our offense.
4: Regress? Well, I, never mind. Well, to I
2: the mean, mean, yeah, regressing to the mean. Like you know, the mean, and then we're down here. That's great radio. But uh, uh, yeah, it is. Yeah, I'm
1: just so tired of finding out that our stupid soccer team is outscoring our
4: baseball team every <laughs> night.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's pretty depressing, and. And we're not, I mean, it's early, it's early, but watching those first two games did feel a lot like last season. Yep. Here we go again. <laughs>
4: the Bubby
2: 3.
1: <laughs> well done.
3: <laughs> Which is available on DVD. <laughs> <laughs> you wanna... And digital copy. <laughs> you want to check that out? <laughs> little product placement.
2: This I podcast like is brought to you as by Brendan Fraser.
3: Yeah. Well, then again, I don't know. I was so disillusioned from that season. I lost all touch
4: with baseball.
1: Yeah, I felt like we went on a real journey to the center of the earth.
2: (laughs) More Brendan
1: Is that
4: a good or bad thing?
2: I don't know.
1: know. Um,
2: But hopefully we'll hear more of this instead of that.
0: Towering fly ball to right field and deep and gone upper deck. Home run for Mike Karp. And it is six four in favor of Texas.
2: What do you guys think Mike Carp's going to do this year?
1: Mike Crap? I think he'll probably be <laughs> forgot. Okay. Sean hates him. But... Mike Crap.
2: <laughs> Sean just hates Mike Carp for some reason. Because
3: he's ugly.
1: <laughs> I would never hate a man because of the way he looks. I hate him for the character.
2: Because <laughs> he's so. Because his what best you... friend just died, and he made awesome T-shirts for everybody in remembrance of him.
1: Yeah. Screw that guy the t-shirt guy <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I hate the t-shirt guy and I hate Mike Crap. Uh and the worst thing is they're the same guy. I I get a lot of pleasure out of watching Mike Carp dive and miss. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and get injured. <laughs> this is
1: awesome. But he made that other sweet? Guy. Yeah, he did. Was that the one that injured him or was it the dive? No, it was the
2: dive that injured him. And he, he, had, play, he, he got injured. The... When... Yeah, he's on the DL now. Oh, good. Good. 15 day <laughs> nice. though. Yeah. So spring
1: training will end and he'll be ready to go. Yeah,
2: he said he'll he's planning to be back by the home opener. So that'll be good. But, I mean, you know, Miguel Oliva said you give him 500 bats, he'll hit 30 home runs, which I feel like it's possible. I mean, I feel like he could be our Nelson Cruz. I mean, Nelson Cruz is kind of overrated, but he hits dingers. You know what I mean? He strikes out a lot and he hits dingers. And those players are useful. You don't, you know, not every player has to be a superstar, but, but he can be a. Sorry about that. <laughs> he, can, you know, I feel like he could be, he could be one of our above-average players that doesn't need, you know, that hits six, and hits home runs.
1: I just feel like Mike carp has less of a place with the Mariners since we signed Montero, because he was kind of becoming a DH type, after watching him. Randomly rove around left field, and I don't know if I want another season of
0: that. You know,
2: I don't feel like he's that is, bad. Is he in our long term left field solution. We had Raul Ibanez in left field. I mean,
1: that wasn't my favorite time to be a Mariner <laughs> fan either.
2: Yeah, I agree. <laughs> but I, I mean, it's just you got to get to a point where are you going to sacrifice for offense? What would you rather have a mediocre defensive left fielder? That hits thirty-five home runs, or what you've had with Saunders and Andy Chavez. I don't, Chavez call, him, I don't, I don't
1: call him a mediocre
2: defender. You, I don't. Know, I just don't buy that we've seen enough of him in left field to call him atrocious. What do you think?
4: <laughs> I mean, like we we tried the all off or the all good defensive yeah. approach in two thousand ten and
2: uh that was a nightmare, yeah, I mean, that I'm still trying to escape from <laughs> I mean, I feel like I am hundred percent willing to stick him in left field every day. that's just me i mean it i mean i I know more than anyone, I love defense, and I love you know i I loved having Andy Chavez in left field. It's just you get to a point where okay i I am now willing to sacrifice a little bit, I'm willing to sacrifice. I mean, that's why I would love for Michael Saunders to work out because he's a great defender and, and he could have some power. But I feel like Mike Carp could be Nelson Cruz with worse defense. Plus and
4: if we get, if we have Gutten Center, yeah, cover for him to an extent. And I don't think he's Adam Dunn. He just runs over to left field. <laughs> I got this. I got it's this.
2: <laughs> he's like uh, Evan. High school. High school. Yeah. You know, I still play with Evan, so it's. <laughs>
4: this is Our friend
2: Our friend Evan. Sorry about that. All right, what is next? Anything you guys want to talk about in particular?
1: How about Sean Figgins, as long as we're talking about players I don't like? <sighs> okay.
0: And a swing and a miss and a breaking ball, and down goes Figgins. all <laughs> <laughs> well, you really need to hear.
2: At least fairly said his name in that clip. Uh, Sean Figgins, I am actually pretty on board with giving him one more shot. What about you guys?
1: Look, we owe him so much money, might as well, right? Might as well make Ichiro change his lifestyle permanently so we can accommodate Sean Figgins, the beloved Sean Figgins, right?
2: Yeah, and I mean, do you you feel like that move was more for Ichiro or more for Figgins?
1: I think that was entirely for.
2: Yeah, and I mean, I'm fine with it. A lot of people have been clamoring for each row to bat third for 10 years now, so I'm fine with that. I'm fine with Figgins. I feel like Figgins' whole problem to me was he's like, oh, I'm batting second now? Okay, I can't be patient. I have to have this shitty approach all the time. And I feel like ever since he's gone back to leadoff this year, he's talked about, oh, i got to work the pitcher. i got to be patient. And I feel like that's a good thing, and I feel like he's been drawing walks. He hasn't drawn one in the first two official games, but he's got a 371 OBP in spring training, which, you know, that's what he's been working on is working the pitchers and seeing a lot of pitches and drawing walks, and I feel like that could be a successful Sean Figgins. He doesn't, and that'll make his batting average go up, you know, and I feel like that's a good thing. I Ah.
4: just have a hard time. I don't know. It's just because he's got such a weird approach, like when he was in his prime. Yeah that I have a hard time believing it'll work again for some reason. I don't know. Yeah.
2: And I mean, it, it very could. Well, and I'm not saying it's a hundred percent guarantee to work. I think it probably won't work, but
4: now the truth comes out.
2: Well, I just, I, I, I have a feeling it could work. It's a good, I'm saying it's a good idea to try at least. And I yeah. like, I like him playing all over the place. And I feel like that's, that gets some value out of him. You know, I feel like that's, that makes him more like Mark McLemore, who is awesome. It's true. So, and
1: I just like that there's some progress. You know, a few years ago, we had to deal with Carlos Silva and Unieski Betancourt and these players that you just hated so much. And we've gotten to the point now where it's it's down to just Sean Figgins.
2: Yeah, and that's great. I mean, that's I, progress. That is pro- that's just a focus great. Focus all our hate into Sean Figgins.
4: Yeah, <laughs> we got just as much. He's in, a yeah, lightning rod. So.
2: I mean that's that's a great point because poor guy. I remember 20%. going to baseball games in 2008 and just hating the entire <laughs> life, <laughs> just like booing. It. Like I was like, "Yay, Ichiro!" And then I was like, oh, "Jose Vidro, Richie Sexton everyone else, <laughs> Raul Le Bon. I didn't even like Raul, and I was like, "On the mound, Hor- Horacio Ramirez." I was like, uh, "Who is still pitching, by the way, and who does not have his picture?" In MLB 2012, the show. He's in the game, Good but he doesn't have his picture in the game.
1: Oh. They didn't even have that on file, apparently.
2: <laughs> but he's still pitching. Good for him. Here's a great guy. His last Mariner appearance, he uh, didn't get a single out. <laughs> to the third, first, lovely, lovely. That's Ken LeVine. Oh, okay. He's a great guy. Uh, what else is on the list, Colin? I don't have the list in front well, of
4: Well, uh, I can't remember if you talked about this. It says the big three. Oh, right the, the big season, three. Walker, Paxton, Holtzen. That is also something. Spoiler,
2: Colin. That's okay. What does it matter? We're going to talk about the bright now. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I don't know how much Colin knows about this. Sean, how do you? Not
4: really.
1: The, what I hear, I mean, Holson was our, our big pick uh, last season.
2: Mm-hmm. Number two overall.
1: People complained about that because... We went with a guy who was closer to ready to play in the majors than a guy who has a lot of promise.
2: Mm -hmm. But since we drafted him, scouts and everyone that's watched him are saying, yeah, he'll be ready really fast and he'll be good really fast. I mean, and he'll be good long term. So, I mean, it's having a number two left hander that throws 94 and is really polished at age, you know, 23, 24 is not the worst thing in the world, you know, so. I'm really excited about him. And then there's Taiwan Walker, who was a, our first-round pick, technically a sandwich-round pick because we didn't have a first-round pick because we signed Sean Figgins. Yeah. <laughs> great. But, I mean, it just shows with that. I mean, he was, I think, like 33rd or somewhere, you know, deep past the first round. And, you know, he was in high school. He was a basketball player. He'd only pitched for, like, a year. You know, he was more famous for you know being recruited collegiately for basketball and he had if you go on youtube you can find all these videos of him you know doing 360 dunks and stuff that's pretty cool but he decided to play baseball and and uh i guess you know he's 19 years old and he's way further along than anyone thought he would be as far as you know when you draft high school pitchers like that have only pitched for a year You know, they're usually pretty raw they can't repeat their delivery they can't spot their curveball very well but I mean all the reports are he's way ahead of you know his timetable so that's really exciting and then you got James Paxton who was who we got in the fourth round after he uh he got drafted in the first round the year before by the Blue Jays and he's Canadian and so people were like oh he's gonna sign there but then he was like money 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 and then so he didn't sign and then the NCAA kicked him out of college because he had some weird relationship with his agent Scott Boris, and so that went south. And so he, well, in the NCAA, you're not allowed to sign with an agent because that makes you not a amateur player anymore. So there's complications like that. So he got kicked out of school, and he pitched in the independent leagues, and then he uh, got drafted by the Mariners in the fourth round, which was a great value for us because he's a first round pitcher, and you know he's super tall, super lanky, super big and throws 98 and he's left-handed and he's awesome. And he's from Victoria or British Columbia somewhere. And so, I mean, it's just really exciting to have people like Keith law and all the national guys say, Oh my God, you have three pitchers that are all in double a right now could be on your club sometime this year. And they're all really, 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 really good. And
1: I think that's something you really got to keep in mind when you look at our pitching staff right now. Exactly, exactly. It's the exactly. most boring pitching staff ever. Jason
2: Vargas <laughs> is our number two starter. Yeah, and I mean, that's the thing where I totally get why Kevin Millwood is on this team. I, I don't just... even
4: know who who are the other two besides
2: Felix. <laughs> There's Vargas, Felix, Vargas, Millwood, Millwood Noesi, and I... Blake Bevin, the other most boring pitcher ever to watch. He's,
4: he's a big douche. He just looks like a douche. Uh,
2: I think he looks like a good guy.
4: But, like, literally he's named, he's watching named him. named like a douche. Yeah, he's named like a douche.
2: <laughs> what does that mean?
4: He's got a douchey name. Blake. Bevan.
2: Bevan. I don't, I don't hear it, but. You don't hear the douche? I don't hear the douchey douche. Douchey name. <laughs> but he's, I remember when he came up, I was kind of excited. Oh, yeah, cool. A new pitcher. Yeah, yeah. And I, like, barely could get through his first start without falling asleep. So boring. <laughs> I like it. I like Jeff Sullivan's look at landings uh, comment that he couldn't be more of a Twins pitcher. <laughs>
4: <laughs>
1: the ultimate insult. <laughs> the ultimate insult. Uh
2: next Wait wait wait. Do you, uh,
1: do you think any of these guys will actually make the team this year? I think that'll affect my list making decision.
2: Not out of spring training. None of them will. But, but like, at the- least two of them I think will be in the rotation. Sometime this summer,
1: like when we expand the rosters, or, or um,
2: I think it. I'm gonna predict that one of them will be in the rotation by August or July, and t- two of them will be on the roster by s- September. I think Taiwan Walker, he's only 19 years old. I think unless he's like l- pitching no hitter every game, you know. <laughs> and the other cool thing is they're all starting in Double A. Like if I lived in Jacksonville, Tennessee. I would be going to like you know hella generals games because that's going to be crazy. They have the you know top three pitchers in the nation on their team. That's pretty cool. But um,
4: what are you doing in Jacksonville as a Mariners fan? <laughs> uh,
2: no, I'm just saying like Jacksonville has their own fans, the Generals fans. Oh, so. I see. You Do know. they? Yeah, I Did mean, really? yeah. I, 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 When I go to Tri-Cities, I go to Dust Devil Games. They're the Colorado Rockies uh, single-A affiliate. You know
4: what it's like. It's,
2: yeah, it's people, hard to imagine
4: being a minor league baseball fan.
2: It is, but, I mean, it's, it's fun. It's a different experience. People that live in these small towns, you know.
4: Got it's
1: different when it's, it's in your backyard. Yeah. I mean, <laughs>
2: we don't day. go to Aqua Sox games because... Even though it's 20 minutes away, it's like, I don't know any of these players. It's boring. And Safe goes closer. And Safe goes closer, yeah. (laughs) But, I mean, yeah, there's definitely an audience if you're from a small town. Next.
4: Well, I just threw in there that they were inducting uh, Randy Johnson and Dan Wilson into the Mayor's Hall of Fame. It's not really a big deal, but it's kind of cool. It's kind of
2: cool. It's cool to see Randy back. Yeah. But it's kind of cool, too,
4: that Dan Wilson's getting inducted because he. Was a pretty average offensive player, but yeah. you know he's that's maybe the... one of the best defensive catchers of his time. It's always hard to judge. Yeah, it's defense, hard to judge that. But he's catcher, you're right.
2: great catcher, you're right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, Dan the man. I mean, that's that's the thing that I love about team Hall of Fames is it's so much. You don't have to be good necessarily. You just have to mean a lot to your franchise. And he, he was good. He was an above average catcher for. You know, a lot more time than people are usually above-average catchers. You know what I mean? So mm-hmm. he was and, there
4: for ninety-five and two thousand one. Yeah, he's, and he's a uh,
2: and all the moms thought he was smoking hot. And <laughs> you know, he's just a great guy. He's Definitely got mom appeal. Hell of a mom, right mom appeal. Dan Wilson. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Jake how Walconis do you how appeal. do you know
3: this though? Like he's got mom appeal. Because my mom. I mean, just like just
4: look at him. He just yeah. looks like a guy that moms would. <laughs> Yeah. be into it. who he going off topic
1: the mom says a real buff, a mariner mom. i'd like
2: to fuck but... <laughs> going off topic a little bit who do you think has the most mom appeal of on the mariners right now <laughs> <laughs> he's got the most grandma appeal <laughs> you <Hey, baby. laughs> take your garbage to the street i got a lot left in this rod right arm of man <laughs>
4: I don't know how to interpret it that, but I, I won't. I just won't. I'd but, say, say Goot. Yeah, Goot's always been the
1: most handsome yeah. man. <laughs> I'm awesome. going to that Hall of Fame game, the Randy Johnson, Dan Wilson. When Alex is it? <laughs> I don't remember. My dad's like, you want to go to this? I'm like, hell yeah, bobblehead. Double bobblehead. <laughs> hell yeah. Wouldn't it be so lame if like the, the Dan Wilson part of the bobblehead is just like a little figure and only Randy's head bobbles?
2: I don't think it would be like that. That I feel feel like I've seen a double bubblehead. So what
1: do you think? It's a few years off, but if Randy Johnson makes it into the real Hall of Fame and Ichiro is still playing, what do the Mariners do with the number fifty-one?
4: They retired twice. Yeah, I think there's a.
2: The Yankees have one number
4: retired twice for two different players. I can't remember what it is, but
2: well, it's happened. Yeah, and it will happen again with Mariano Rivera.
3: They, they can just retire 102.
0: <laughs> I like that. I like that.
4: <laughs>
2: we didn't talk about the new wild card. That was the last thing. Uh, I am excited for this because even though it really has no chance of happening, it gives us a chance, you know,
4: like maybe next
2: year. Maybe maybe, after yeah. that. I mean, it, it makes, I mean, with our division being so good, I feel like that Gives us a spot to be the Rays, you know what i mean i I have a dream <laughs> that one day only one team will come out of the American League East, you know what I mean, and three teams could come out of the American League West, and that's definitely possible with this new wild card I mean, does that make sense to you guys <laughs> yeah. I don't
1: see that I don't see us playing better than the Yankees and the Red Sox and the Rays
2: ever <laughs> not this
1: season, yeah, not this
2: season. I'm not saying that. But I'm just saying, like just it gives it gives if if we're 500 through, you know, June, July, it just gives you one more slot in the standings to look at, and one more reason to care. Yeah, one more reason we're to always care. Always looking for those. Yeah, and that's that's enough for me.
1: <laughs> Maybe a good reason to be excited overall, but not. For
2: but is like it list worthy? Really. Probably, Probably
1: not. remember, this is our 2012 season.
2: Yeah, that's not a good point. excited
1: about Mariners in general. Good point. Okay. So how many on. do we have left on there? I
4: think we have...
1: Uh, it's got to be a number.
4: It's 11?
1: 11? Not bad. Kevin Millwood's not still on there. No, he's, he's long gone. <laughs> is there any that jump out to you as a little... Uh, fishy? Fishy? That's a good one. Because they're Mariners, they... They fish in the sea where the fish live. <laughs> Fishing is a verb and a noun.
4: And uh well we it. have promising young players and the big three. And then we have all these other young players that we're talking about. Maybe we should just take out promising young yeah, players, because think... that's kind of an overarching okay, is theme it... throughout this
2: podcast. Yeah. yeah unless
1: there's a... do you want to change that to Michael Saunders? I think that was the main one we talked about.
2: Well, I mean, he's not that
1: exciting. Yeah, I don't think Michael Saunders yeah. is. like he's list.
4: like the least exciting of yeah. like the young players. I agree. So that leaves us 10. Uh, wish, I'm going to knock him into the park. I wish you guys could see this. Uh, okay. I can see
3: it. All right. Okay, so what am I least excited for of all these?
2: Go for it.
3: Probably Sean. Taylor yeah, me too. <laughs> oh, that's still on the list?
1: I'm more excited about Michael Saunders than Sean Figgins.
2: No, I I'd say Sean Figgins is a more, it's in, more like interesting. Like, yeah. how will this play out? Yeah,
4: is this this is probably going to be a train wreck? But it, yeah, what what'll happen? Yeah, I agree.
2: All right, Sean Figgins number and, and ten.
1: No matter what, I think we're going to be done with Sean Figgins before this season is over.
2: Yeah, either by trade or by penalty of death,
1: <laughs> Moida.
2: Whoa! <laughs> Sean's just taking it to another level of this podcast.
1: Speaking of another level,
4: how about Mike Carp in the number nine
1: spot?
4: Of oh, that, he's not that exciting.
2: Yeah, I guess. He's...
4: We just want him to be average. <laughs> that in itself isn't very exciting. I, well, slightly above average, but it's.
1: I think the next two spots have got to be uh him, and then I also. I kind of want to put Gutierrez below because he's already hurt himself, and that. That takes a little excitement. That takes the wind out of my sails a little bit. Yeah. The USS Gutierrez.
2: I agree. Um,
4: The other one I was thinking of is the big three, Walker, Paxton, Holtson, just because we don't even know if all of them will play this year.
1: And chances are, by the time they're playing, either a miracle will have happened or the Mariners aren't going to be that interesting.
2: Yeah. And and that's one of the things that's almost it, it's like they're an insurance policy, at least for me, for them to be you know for the mariners to be interesting post not in the race anymore.
1: That inevitable time. It's
2: always good to have.
1: Yeah. You know, it's real hard when you're competing against the modern angels and rangers.
2: I feel like out of all of us, Sean watched the most Mariner Games <laughs> post <laughs> post uh <laughs> drop out of the race yeah, why, last year. why
4: was that, trend? I just want to
1: believe. I believe big. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay. It's, I don't think of you as a believer in any sense, but okay. There's, so the the next um, we have Dustin Ackley, we have Felix, we have how could it be worse than 2011? <laughs> Each row in the three hole kind of sticks out to me because that's a batting order, it's, or, but that's I don't but, know. I, I guess it could be Ichiro in general. he said, yeah, that's too. that's yeah. about
1: Ichiro rebounding from yeah. a kind of disappointing year, and, also and reminding have... everyone that a kind of disappointing year from Ichiro is still a pretty good year compared to most of the Mariners.
4: Yeah. yeah. Then we also have Montero and Smoke.
2: I'm Ooh. pretty excited about both of those. I'd again. say that's one and two, and that's that's a good debate: what's one and what's two? What above? Are you
4: saying above Ackley? And Felix? And Felix?
2: I feel like Ackley's not as intriguing because I feel like I know he's going to be good. You <laughs> he know kind of I mean? proved himself, right? Yeah, I feel like Ackley could be number three because, I don't know, at least... I'm not really looking forward to it as much because I feel like I'm really confident I know it's going to happen, you know?
4: I know what you mean. when You just you just kind of look at a young player and you yeah. know he, he's got what it takes. Yeah. I had the same feeling when I was watching Buster Posey mm-hmm. come up through the Giants. Yeah, season.
2: I mean, he does feel like... I mean, he feels like one of those can't miss guys. Mm-hmm. Rather than Montero and Smoke, you see the upside, but you—it's still not—we—it still hasn't been proven. We don't know. You know what I mean?
1: So let's put. It, it couldn't get any worse in the next five.
2: <laughs> what spot are we at? Uh, number
4: six.
1: Yeah. Okay. So that doesn't have to make the top five. my number one. Because there are five individuals we have left then. Yeah. I like those five guys.
2: Burgers and fries.
1: You can just do this podcast <laughs>
2: <laughs> I couldn't resist. That's I couldn't how you treat
1: me. I like them five guys so much. Um You guys aren't talking about Felix. Oh yeah. Which means you are underestimating how great Felix is. But he's so great. Yeah, I, so I didn't great.
4: need to say like he shouldn't be there. I feel like he should be near the top. But we're talking like five right now. Oh boy. So um well,
1: like Nancy said, I think Montero and Smoke are pretty compelling one and two because they're uh, compared to Ackley and Felix, the the known quantities. They're like the the cool. Who knows what will happen? And
2: and I feel like they're the biggest upside.
1: Yeah, that we could actually have an offense that is interesting for the
2: okay. first time in a while. What about Ichiro? I think
1: Ichiro is the number five. Yeah, okay. I agree.
4: And then, uh, no, it doesn't matter who's higher, Felix or Ackley.
2: For four and five? Yeah. Or yeah. four four and three? Four and three, yeah. I put – e- like, I, go ahead, John.
3: I feel like Ackley should be higher. Yeah, That's, that's the sure. thing I'm most excited for because I'm way more excited about something that I consider a sure thing than two guys that I'm not sure about.
2: Yeah, I mean, that, I, I could see that point too. It's just the opposite. Because
3: I'm just as nervous, and I think there's a difference between being nervous and being excited.
2: Yeah,
3: so I'd at least put Ackley higher than Felix.
2: Sounds good. I'll so put Felix
4: at number four.
1: And so now, when you come down to comparing Smoke and Montero, I think I have to be more excited about Montero just because I knew how good Pineda was, and I know that if Zarencic thinks this is us trading the defensive quality of Pineda for the offensive quality of Montero, it's got to be something pretty special. And that's something I've been missing for a real long time. And I haven't – you know, I just watched the one game, so I, I, don't, I don't know what to expect from him really. But I'm, come on. It's a guy who could hit really, really well.
2: Yeah, I I totally agree. I just feel like the upside is so – I mean, they're saying Frank Thomas. You know, they're saying Mike Piazza. I mean, that – can you imagine if we had Frank Thomas or Mike Piazza? Yeah, like, just Hall of Famers. You know, yeah, it's just like, cool. That's insane. <laughs> I mean, that would be so awesome. So, you want to read us the list, Colin?
4: Oh, it'll be decided. Okay. As it was, crazy. unless you and John no. are going to submarine this shit right now. Uh, I think it. I think I've got it. Uh, so, our top ten reasons to be excited about the twenty ten Mariners season. Twenty ten, huh? Yeah, twenty ten. <laughs> This is why I shouldn't do this, Sean. <laughs> it's confusing
1: because it's a top ten list. Probably That's probably what threw me. Okay,
4: top ten reasons to be excited about the 2012 Mariner season. End of days. All right. At
2: least we get one more Mariner season before the end of days.
4: Yeah, it's, it should be fun. At uh, number ten, we have uh, Sean Figgins and just how that whole situation will play out. At number nine, we have Mike Carp. At uh, number eight is uh, Franklin Gutierrez. At number seven, we have the big three, uh, Walker, Paxton, and Holtson. At number six, we have How Could It Be Any Worse Than 2011? At number five, we have Ichiro and uh, his adventures in the three-hole. Uh, at number four, we have the always consistent Felix Hernandez. At number three, we have Dustin Ackley At number two, we have Justin Smoke, and our uh, number one most. Our biggest reason to be excited about the 2012 Mariner season is Jesus Montero. Hey,
1: you did a great job there, Chris.
4: That was a struggle.
1: I'm so proud of you. And if you're proud of us, why don't you head over to mildlyplease.com and give us some feedback? We've been top 10 Thursdays. I'll
4: see you next week.